0: If there are two things that are for certain in my life right now, it is that one, I'm really trying to prioritize the food that I put in my body because I know what I feed myself. I end up feeding baby Poppy. And two, I do not have a lot of time. And even if I have aspirations of having these great balanced meals, sometimes I just do not have enough time perfect for us. So head to factormeals.com slash in minutes fifty to use code in minutes fifty to get fifty percent off your first month plus twenty percent off your next month. That's code in minutes fifty at factormeals.com slash in minutes fifty to get fifty percent off your first box plus twenty percent off your next box while your subscription is active. Hello and welcome to the Mindful in Minutes podcast a guided meditations podcast brought to you by Yoga For You. I'm Kelly, and today I'll be leading you through your meditation. So go ahead and get comfortable, settle in, and enjoy your meditation practice. In the new podcast, Baby or Bust, fertility doctor and influencer Dr. Laura Shaheen assembles medical experts and former infertility patients to guide anyone trying to conceive. Dr. Shaheen and her guests will work to shatter myths around fertility and miscarriages while providing emotional support for everyone's individual journey. The show isn't afraid to ask uncomfortable questions with a warm intimacy and a sense of humor. Topics like the price for various fertility treatments, how common miscarriages really are, and what affects male infertility. Dr. Shaheen is a double board certified reproductive endocrinologist, best-selling author, and professor at the University of Washington. She has spoken on the topics of infertility in the Black community in hopes of increasing awareness and making resources more accessible. Dr. Shaheen has also spoken about how public figures such as Michelle Obama have begun to shatter the stigma around talking about their miscarriages and opting for IVF to start a family. Shatter the stigma around trying to conceive. Listen to Baby or Bust on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this bonus episode of the Mindful in Minutes podcast. So, I know I don't usually release episodes on Mondays, but I just felt like I wanted to just speak to something. And today was the last day of the Meditation Accelerator. So, for those of you that joined me, thank you so much. This last month has been just an incredible experience. It's been so special getting to meditate with you every single day for the last four weeks and those of you that didn't join that's still great that's still wonderful I do hope to do another round of the accelerator in the future maybe this spring Um, I wanted to do this first round and just see what it was really like before I really committed to doing it again and this really was just such a powerful experience that I just I just loved it. And I know I know that everyone that was in the accelerator, you know, had a really great, wonderful, kind things to say, but like I enjoyed it so much and it was really fun to lead and to do so much more just like hands-on teaching. And that's something that I've really been missing. So it was really, really nice to be able to kind of teach a little bit every single day and to watch the accelerators grow in their practice from meditating for 10 minutes with a lot of guidance to being able to sit in meditation for about 30 minutes really with like hands off and just some of the experiences that these accelerators had and the community that was built and just the whole thing was really, really special. So it just didn't feel right to me to have this last day and to not talk about some of these things that came up during the accelerator and to share them here On this podcast and what I wanted to talk about specifically in this little like bonus mini freeform episode is I actually wanted to talk about some of the most common fears that came up during this time and What I often do, whether it was before this accelerator or before a retreat or before a training, is I like to ask the participants, like, what are you worried about? What are you afraid of? Like, what makes you feel nervous? And I like to do this for a few reasons. But the biggest one is I feel like it's good to name your fears. And once you say, like, you know, I'm feeling kind of nervous about this or I'm feeling really nervous about um you know, doing something new or I'm feeling nervous about having to speak in front of others or I'm feeling nervous about, you know, what if I quit and give up on myself? And I feel like there's a lot of power in naming your fears. So I have people just reflect for a moment, but like, what are you worried about? What's a fear that you have? And I also think that once you name the fear and you speak on it, that it gives it so much less power. Like fear thrives in the you know, kind of the darkness of like the unspoken and the darkness of the unknown. And when we put it out there and we're like, yeah, this is something I'm worried about, or this is something that I'm afraid of, it sheds light on that fear and it makes it so much smaller and less powerful. And I really like to do this sometimes because you can see that the fear that you have or the worry that you have, you are not alone in it whatsoever. So I had my accelerators do this where I just had them share a few things with me and one of them was, is there anything that you're worried about over the course of the next four weeks or fear that you have? And there were four big common fears and I wanted to uh, just call these out and I want to talk about these a little bit because I know that these are not just fears that my accelerators had. I've heard this from a lot of you. I've heard it from other students of mine. they are also fears that sometimes I have as well. So I thought it'd be a great place just to do a mini-sode and to kind of share these things. So the four biggest, I guess, common meditation fears that I've come across is one, The I guess there's five, So the first one, which I'll probably talk about last, but is this huge fear around, quote, am I doing this right? Or am I doing this the right way? Like, am I meditating, quote, right? You can't see me here in my little closet, but I'm doing, you know, the little quotations around right. That's a huge one. Am I doing this right? Another one is that there's this huge fear of giving up up on yourself or quitting so saying you're going to commit to something like meditating every day for four weeks like we did there's this big fear this is probably like the most common one where people worried they were just going to give up on themselves or they're going to quit tied into that was probably the second biggest one where people were just worried about having a lack of motivation or quote feeling lazy which i kind of um put into like the self-judgment category which was another one of the big fears is a fear around like not doing it or passing judgment onto yourself or comparing your experience with other people's experiences and then also probably the fifth um, big fear was like how do I make the time to do this you know I have kids or my job is really demanding or I have a lot of things going on like where am I possibly going to find the time to meditate every single day? And these are, like I said, they're not just common in the meditation accelerator. I have I hear these all the time. And, you know, I think about these things too, where I'm, you know, I sometimes worry about giving up on myself or like quitting something that I've committed to. And there's so much, you've heard me talk about this before, but for me, there's just like, I just get wrapped in this like shame spiral sometimes around like feeling like lazy or like not completing things. And, you know, this is what I talked to my therapist about. But I think that I know for myself, I put so much value on like my output and my productivity and my a willingness or ability to create. And that's something that's really important to me. And so I can sometimes get into a little bit of that self-judgment zone if I feel like I'm not always like operating at that level that I want or creating at the level I want or having the same amount of like output or product that I want to put out. And that's really common. Even if you don't link a lot of your self-worth necessarily to your productivity or your ability to create, there are different things that we kind of incorrectly link our worth to, whether it is our productivity or our appearance or, you know, not being, quote, a quitter, right? And we really pass some harsh judgment on ourselves for not meeting these unrealistic expectations. So I want to dive into these one by one. So maybe, let's see, which one do we want to start with? They're all... All these fears are kind of fun, right? You know, I think I actually want to begin with, am I doing this right? Because this is probably the like number one most common thing that I hear. And when I first started talking about the accelerator, I got a lot of feedback from people where they were like, well, I don't know you know, when I when I listen to your podcast or I'm meditating at home on my own, I don't know if I'm, quote, doing it right. So I want to do this accelerator or I want to do something where I can, quote, learn how to meditate correctly. So I want to speak on this first. The first thing I want to reiterate is what meditation is. And meditation in and of itself, by definition, is just single-pointed concentration. So all that is, is taking your ability to concentrate, and focusing it on one thing. So you know I love a good analogy. For me, I like to think about a light bulb. When we're walking around every day living our lives, listening to this podcast, folding laundry, running errands, doing whatever it is, our minds are like a light bulb. The light is on, it's shining in all different directions. But when we're meditating, we're trying to turn that light bulb into a laser pointer. So we're trying to take all of that mental power and we want to focus it on just one thing single pointed concentration. Now what you focus on can be anything you want. And that's what we really explored in the accelerator. Every day we had like a different point of concentration, a different style of meditation, because there's so many different styles out there. And that's why there is, you know, sometimes people will say like, oh, Kelly, how do you, you know, come up with all these different ideas for meditations. And honestly, I just like to pull from a lot of different like styles or just pick different points of concentration. And there's so many options. There's almost like an infinite amount of options of what you can meditate on. Of course, there's things like your breath. There is, you know, you can visualize different things. You can do loving kindness meditation. You can do something called senses cycling, where you're cycling through the different senses. You could do a body scan. You could um, do what's called like noting where you try to just sit and make note of what's happening in your mind you can do like present moment meditation you can really focus on anything you could if you decide that you know you want to work with a mantra or your point of concentration could be something that you are manifesting what you focus on is your choice and it's solely up to you. And that's the biggest takeaway when people ask, am I doing this right? And I just say, well, are you, are you doing it? Like, are you trying to focus on one thing? And if the answer is yes, then you're doing it right. And that can be incredibly freeing to know that meditation is not as complicated or as challenging or mysterious as we may think, but also on the flip side, it can be that much more challenging because there's almost so many options. You're like, well, but which style is for me or what point of concentration is for me? And I I think, again, I love a good analogy, but I also think of meditation as like trying to find like that perfect pair of jeans. And the accelerators heard me talk about, you know, these jeans a lot over the last month. But What we did a lot of and trying a little bit of everything and meditating in different positions or different times of the day or having different points of concentration is I feel like the best way to figure out what works for you is trying a little bit of everything. So when you go and you try to find like a good pair of jeans that you feel comfortable in, you have to try on a bunch of different styles to see what fits and decide, am I a skinny leg person am i a boot cut person I a high rise you know do i like a light wash or a dark wash like you have to try on a bunch of different pairs of jeans until you find the ones that you're like yes i like these these are like my go-to pair and you do the same thing when it comes to meditation there's so many different styles and points of concentration which can feel overwhelming but try not to let it overwhelm you think of it more as like having some fun, getting to try different things, see what works, see what doesn't work. So when people say, am I doing this right? I always say, well, are you trying to focus on one thing? They say, yes. And I say, great, you're doing it. You're doing amazing. Um, Another common thing that usually comes under, am I doing this right? Is people will say, well, I can't turn my brain off. And I usually respond with, well, me either. And we don't want to turn our brain off. And we explored a lot. We did a whole workshop on distractions. And this is something that could be like its own, not even just podcast episode, but probably like podcast series. But we talked a lot about what happens when you get distracted during your meditations because this was a common fear too. Like, what if I get distracted and I can't bring myself back to my meditation? And I like to reframe this idea and the feelings that we have towards distractions as distractions are, quote, bad. Right. They're getting in the way of our meditation. They're making us struggle. They're a challenge. And I challenge you to reframe the thinking around that and not that distractions are bad or cumbersome or frustrating but that they're an essential part of the meditation practice. Without distractions, there's no point of meditation because we'd just be walking around all day in our meditative trance being focused on like one thing. And there's no point in in practicing, because remember, it's meditation practice. There's no point in practicing meditation if there aren't any distractions. So what we want to do is we almost want to embrace the distractions, like welcome them into the practice, appreciate them for giving you the opportunity to have your mind wander. And then you recognize you've wandered and gently bring it back. And we're not trying to get rid of like all distractions ever with meditation. But what we want to do is we want to be able to recognize that we've mentally drifted somewhere and come back a little bit easier, maybe a little bit quicker over time, and to also um, lengthen the distance between distractions. So it's okay if you get distracted like 500 times during your 10-minute meditation practice. And maybe you're getting distracted like every two seconds. You kind of, you know, your mind starts to wander and you go, oh, oops, because remember, there's no judgment here kind to ourselves oops I've distracted Uh, my mind has wandered and gently guide yourself back and you'll just do this again and again and again and maybe as you practice your meditation you'll go from every two seconds to now it's every four seconds and then maybe it's every five seconds and then before you know it you can be sitting and go for 10 seconds without having to guide yourself back And that's incredible and that's great. And so I challenge you to reframe the way you think about distractions as being like bad and frustrating and instead look at them as an important part of the meditation experience and the human experience and that we need those distractions in order to strengthen our mental capacity and our ability to concentrate in meditation. So like if the meditation is the workout, the distraction are the weights that you're lifting to increase your strength. Also around this idea of like, quote, you know, am I doing this right? Know that there isn't like a real like right or wrong way. Like I said, you have to find what works for you. So people often ask, like, what is the best time of day to meditate? And I always say it's the time that you're most likely to stick to. It's the time that works for you. Yes, sometimes you'll hear me say you're most, you know, likely to stick to. The first 10 minutes of the day, or the last 10 minutes of the day, which I think for many people, that's the easiest time to carve out a few minutes to meditate, is like very beginning of the day or very end of the day. But if there's a different time that works for you and your life, and you're more likely to stick to that time, do that. Or if there's a style that works well for you, do that. I think there is this idea sometimes for some of us that using guided meditations is somehow like cheating or like not really meditating. And that's not true. If you are focusing on either the meditation that I'm leading or another teacher's leading, that counts just as much. And that's not like, it's not like these different styles are, some are better than others. Like they're all equal. You just have to find what works for you. So I really encourage you to kind of let go of some of that, like judgment and fear around like quote am i doing this right like if you're trying to turn that light bulb into a laser pointer you're absolutely doing it right if you're getting distracted you're doing it right if you are struggling you're doing it right if you are you know whatever it is you're doing it right so you can if that's been weighing you down you've been worrying about that you can just kind of get rid of that one so um also is um on that idea of like self judgment, I found this to be a really common fear this this worry of like letting yourself down and also like giving up on yourself or quitting. I'm gonna put these two into one. And first, I mean, I know we all know this, but in case you need a reminder, like we are our own worst critics, 100%. Like the things that we say to ourselves, could you imagine if some, and And maybe, I I shouldn't speak for everyone, maybe you listening right now, this doesn't apply to you. So I'll speak only for myself. If some of the things that I said to myself, I said to my partner or I said to my mother or I said to my child or my best friend, like I wouldn't have any friends. I'd be like, you're mean. I don't want to talk to you. That's not nice. But I say it to myself and I say unkind things around myself about you know being like lazy or what i mean you know i don't need to share all of my unkind things that i say to myself but we all do it i do it you know we all do it and we're so hard on ourselves and just imagine if we spoke to everyone around us the way that we speak to ourselves like no one would want to be around us because we'd be so mean and so i feel like when we're working with self-judgment i always like to dig a little bit deeper like where's the judgment actually coming from and so for me you've already heard me talk at length about you know I can judge myself sometimes on being quote like lazy or feeling lazy and I just am someone that really values like my productivity and being creative and being able to get things done get things done on time on a schedule and if I'm not able to do that I can get really down on myself. And I like to dig a little bit deeper of like, you know, where is this judgment coming from? And, you know, you can do your own internal work on that. But when you find the self-judgment coming up, dig a little bit deeper. So in terms of meditation or common meditation fears, the self-judgment seems to be around like quitting for quote no good reason, um, giving up on yourself, or just letting yourself down. Like if meditation every day is something that you want to do, There's this big fear that, like, you just won't do it. And I think that's a valid fear because how many times, you know, again, maybe you listening to this podcast are more evolved than I am, which is very likely, but how many times have you done something and not completed it? I know I've done that and I don't love when I do that, but I've done it. And, you know, not only are we our own worst critics, but this idea. And so I've been a little bit of like a John Cabot um kick recently. I've been enjoying his books. But he said something that stuck with me. And it was, you know, is it a thought or is it a truth? And we have many thoughts throughout the day, but we don't always have that many truths. So for example, when I tell myself, you know, when I'm saying, oh, I'm lazy because I didn't do A, B, and C, I should challenge myself on that and ask like, well, is that a thought or is that a truth? And usually it's a thought because even though I didn't do, you know, A, B, and C, it's probably because I ran out of time because I was doing, you know, D, E, F, G, H, I. And really like digging deeper and be like, is this a thought or is this a truth? Has been a really powerful message for me. And it's been really helpful around this idea of like self-judgment, right? So if I say... Um. oh, I don't have time for meditation. Is that a thought or is that a truth? Now, with the time thing, which is another one of these fears, like how do I make the time? Will I have enough time? We know that eight minutes a day is enough to get the physical, mental, emotional benefits. That's what studies tell us. I promise you, you have eight minutes in your day. And we spoke a lot about this in the Accelerator, too, of people asking, well, if I'm tired, um, should I just take the day off? Or if I'm really busy, should I just take the day off? And I think, like, that if you're talking about physical movement and your body says, I'm tired, I need rest, 100% honor that. Now, when it comes to your meditation, right, there's this old um, proverb that says if you don't have time to sit in meditation for 30 minutes, you need an hour. And I'm not saying everyone needs to sit in meditation for an hour – But I like the sentiment behind it of the days where you feel like you, quote, don't have the time, that's when you need it the most. So again, is this a thought or is this a truth? Do I really not have eight minutes in my day to dedicate to myself and to practice my meditation? Usually that's not a truth. That's just a thought. And that might mean doing eight less minutes of something else, like laying in bed and scrolling on my phone before I get up or, you know, doing something else that doesn't really serve me. But distinguishing between a thought and a truth has been something that's been really powerful for me over the last month. And so when you find yourself either stuck in the wheel of comparison or in those bits of self-judgment, ask yourself, is this a thought or is this a truth? And I just, you know, felt like I needed to share that. Also, this idea of like giving up on yourself or quitting. This is very, very common. This is a common fear. And I. this was definitely like, other than am I doing this right, this was the next biggest thing when I asked, like, what's your biggest fear about embarking on this, you know, daily four-week commitment? And it was, I'm afraid of quitting. And my thoughts on that are, you know, one, if you don't want to quit, don't quit. Now, I know that's an oversimplification, oversimplification of that. But if you really don't want to quit, don't. And think about, I always like to have a plan. So I, when I worry about things like this, like, oh, what if I give up on myself or I quit? I like to already have a plan in place for when I don't feel motivated, when I'm thinking about quitting, when I'm thinking about, you know, not following through on something I've committed to. I already like to have a plan in place for what I'm going to do when I feel that way. And again, I want to take the judgment out of it, that it's okay if I feel that way. And some days I just don't feel like meditating, which honestly happens sometimes and some days you know i don't make the time to meditate and that's just a part of life and that's something that just happens in my everyday life it happens to all of us but i think having a plan for when you do feel like what if i'm not going to follow through i'm going to give up on myself like what are you going to tell yourself on the days that you don't want to do it and this boils down to this idea of like what is your why like why is meditation important to you why do you want to carve out this time every day for yourself? why is this meaningful work for you? and if you have your why and maybe like you write it down on a piece of paper and put it over where you meditate, you can remind yourself of that. i find that that helps so much when you feel like quitting or giving up on yourself. um let's see. just looking at my at my notes here. i just wrote down a couple of notes because I mean, one of the biggest things about this last month is like there's just there's so much. There was so much, like so many just beautiful conversations and breakthroughs and experiences. And it's like, you know, how can you possibly just boil it down to just a few things, which is why I just wanted to focus on like the fears. So I just wrote down a few notes based on that. But it's like, I don't know, it was just it was really special. And there was lots going on there. Um, But I don't think I had anything else to say in terms of, like, fear of giving up on yourself or quitting. I think one of my biggest takeaways from all of this, from meditating every single day for the last four weeks and meditating with a group of just beautiful, special, wonderful people, and something that came up again and again and again, is this idea that you are already whole. And I'll say it again in case you really need to hear it. Like you are already whole. There is not a piece of you that is like missing and it's like a video game and you need to collect the thing at the end of the level to quote like beat the level. Like you came into this world whole and you will leave this world whole. And I don't think that the purpose of meditation is to, quote, you know, like put the pieces together or like discover yourself in a way. When I think of, okay, so when I think of, I'm trying to think about how to really articulate this idea of like your wholeness. I guess what I'm trying to say, Is you are already whole. Everything that you need is within you. Now, that's not to say that sometimes we don't feel like we're broken, or to say that like we can be really worn down, or we can be struggling, or we can be having just one of the hardest times of our lives, or to feel like we're just broken or lost. Those feelings are absolutely okay. Those experiences are so true and honest and real but what i want you to think about is that you're already whole you came into this world whole you're not missing anything now you may feel like at times you've lost a part of yourself and you may need to kind of get your little like soul flashlight And, you know, look around and the, you know, bits and pieces, like I always think about, you know, when you drop your phone, like in between the seat and the center console, and you're like, oh, you have to dig in there to get it. It's not gone. You just need to shine the light on it. And you need to recognize that it's still there. And to me, and hopefully I'm articulating this in an okay way, because I I said this on the last call that we had today for Meditation Accelerator. One of my biggest struggles with teaching meditation is, like, how do you articulate magic? Like, how do you tell, like, I can't tell people and they're like, well, how, like, what will I experience when I meditate? I'm like, I can't really tell you that because you are truly one of a kind. Your mind is one of a kind. Your soul is one of a kind. Like, you are one of a kind. So I can't tell you exactly what will happen when you take a journey inward And you dive into like the infinite depths of your being as a human, what that's going to be like, because I don't, I am not you. I know what it's been like for me. I've heard from other students, some of their experiences, but we are all just these little miracles just walking around on earth. These one of a kind little miracles walking around on earth And each journey inward is going to be different because we all are different. And so what I want to share or leave you with is this idea of like, you're already whole. Like you don't need to be, you know, searching for all of these things to like fill these voids or to quote, like fix yourself because you already have everything that you need within you. And that came up for me personally time and time again over the last month. It's also something that we explored a lot um, in the group, talked a lot about it in our community, but you're already whole. And I think that this can help with not only fears, but the traps of self-judgment and um, comparison that we can get trapped in is like, you know, you're not looking at yourself And being like, if you look at yourself as already being whole, it's hard to look at someone else and look at them as somehow being like more whole than you. Like you can only have like one, like when you're whole, you're whole and you are whole. And, you know, the person that you see on social media, you know, posting about their beautiful vacation, like they're whole too. It's not like somehow they're more whole and you're less whole. And I think when we start turning our gaze inward And for me, this is a huge, just one of the biggest points or purposes of meditation is to journey inward and to tune into your most authentic self and like your true self, your soul space, and to acknowledge and experience your wholeness and just sit with that and be with that. And that's not to say that wholeness means like all quote good, right? Like our wholeness is the all-encompassing human experience. That's, you know, our ups, our downs, our flaws, the the cracks, the challenges, the struggles, like all of that. But we are already whole. And that's where I want to leave you today um, with some of these thoughts and some of these common meditation fears. Something that I hope to do going forward. And I'm still figuring out exactly how I want to do this. Um, but I want to do a little more teaching. And I want to be maybe sharing, maybe like every month I do like a little mini teaching or something like that, um, where I can talk more about like the actual practice of meditation or the purpose of meditation or um, just do a little bit more teaching. So hopefully you enjoyed this mini episode. Remember that you are doing amazing, that you are whole, that you are doing it right. and that you're great. And I appreciate you. If you are listening to this, thank you so much. Thank you for listening to this. Thank you for listening to my musings, for letting me be a part of your meditation practice. And that's it. I appreciate you. And, you know, of course, you can learn about all the things going on, the website, Instagram, all of that. I'll put it in the show notes. Um, If you're enjoying the work that I'm doing, if you would take a moment to leave a review on Apple Podcasts or a rating in the Spotify app, it really, it helps you more than you realize. I'd really appreciate it um, if you have the time to do that. Otherwise, thank you. And that's it. Thank you for joining me. And I hope you have a wonderful day. And congratulations to the Meditation Accelerators. You know who you are and you guys are amazing.